What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Sharif Kusa, who is the founder of Reshift Security. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Thanks, Matt, for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on and learn more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of it, what are you working on? What is Reshift Security? Uh, Reshift Security basically is a developer-first uh, security tool that helps developers uh, find and fix um, vulnerabilities in their own custom code. Okay, so let's kind of walk through uh, user experience if someone wants to kind of tr- hear about this on the podcast for the first time, they wanted to try it out. H- how does someone go from hearing about it for the first time to like getting the benefits out of it? Can you kind of walk us through kind of what, what it looks like and what the user experience is like? Yeah, that sounds good. Let me just give you a little bit of a background on where did this uh, come from. So historically, uh, these kind of tools were created for security auditors, typically in an enterprise, uh, central security teams and developers were kind of isolated from this process. So these tools existed in the market for a long time, but um, uh, only were available for security auditors. Now, something started happening in the market in the last uh, few years where there's something called shift security left. Obviously you've heard about one or more companies that have been hacked in the, in the, in the past Equifax, for example, is, is an example as, as well as many others. And basically the problem is the, the developers write code, but they're not security experts. That code has security bugs. They don't check the code um, unless it gets to the central security teams, which is too late. The software has already been implemented. The software has already been almost uh, sometimes shipped. So now we got to go back to the code and fix it. So the shift security left movement is basically empower software developers to write secure code from the get-go, except the problem is that the tools that exist in the market today are not meant for them. So the way we created the tool, we created from scratch for the developer persona. So the way the developer would interact with it, we created an IDE plugin. So we have an IDE plugin for uh, IntelliJ right now and working on VS Code. So right in their IDEs, they can scan their code, find vulnerabilities, and we guide them on how to fix it. That's one way of using it. Another way of using it is to basically um, uh, integrate reshift into the CI, the continuous integration service, such as Jenkins, uh, GitHub Actions, et cetera. And basically every time the developer push new code into uh, their code repository, reshift in the background will uh, we'll execute a scan and will notify the developers on their, uh, their bugs and help them fix it. That's how it works. 
No, absolutely. This is, uh, I appreciate you giving the context and it is, this seems like something pretty big and, and really important, honestly, for, uh, for developers and for, for people building products. So I'm kind of curious, so you gave us a little bit of the backstory, but if you want, if you want kind of, I'm curious, so this is a problem, you noticed this trend and you, you wanted to do something about it, but kind of why, why did you decide, like, why this problem for you, I guess for, for you, like, what's the full origin story and why did you decide to take this on um, yourself versus like working on a different problem or something like that? That's that's a very good question. So there is uh, two particular incidents that I would like to uh, refer to. So I used to be in one of those uh, central security teams. I um, I worked for one of the five largest banks in the U.S. Uh, that bank employed about two hundred and fifty thousand people. So this is how big the, that organization was. And I was in the central security team, and I was using one of those audit tools. And it was painful. This is all what I did all day long is run this tool, look at one finding after the other, and I had to comment on each single finding. And I'm not talking about five or six findings, I'm talking about 25,000 findings in one application, right? And the problem is that that application could not go to production unless we look at it. So we had sometimes a waiting line of six months, right? Now, so that was the, my first personal experience with these tools. Now, fast forward, I started an application security consulting firm called Software Secure. So we help clients with uh, pen testing, security code review. Uh, we teach also developers how to write secure code. And uh, we, we do usually a yearly pen test, and then we submit our report, and then uh, the clients come back and say, hey, these bugs that you guys found are, are amazing. Some of those exist in our code base for years. Is there anything that we can integrate into our process so that we can catch them early. So we point them to the tools that I used, uh, the auditor's tools, and then nothing. And then we start to dig, uh, dig deeper. And we found that these tools could not be used by developers, right? I had in my job for working for the bank, I had the whole day uh, looking at the findings of the tool. This, this was my job, but you know, developer's job is to push new code. It is not to um, um, it's not to um, uh, like look at false positives and look at 25,000 findings out of the tool, right? So this is where, uh, this is basically the reason, the two reasons that I decided to fix that problem. And as you kind of got started, as you're getting started and working on the problem, I'm curious, what have been some things that you've learned along the journey so far? It could be about the, the specific market. It could be about company building, you know, whatever you really want. But whenever you start something new, you always come across things you didn't realize you would come across. What have you learned along the way as you've been um, working on reshift security? Yeah, a lot of things actually. So uh, team, market, uh, go to market. So basically the technical problem that you're trying to solve, but uh, that's one thing. So under that, what is the what is the right team that can fix that problem right not any developer any kind of developer can work and fix that problem not any kind of developer can work for a startup uh, regardless of whether they are a good developer or or not that's 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 out of the question but uh, basically a startup is a series of failures and then one success <laughs> right so if a developer cannot understand that this is the job is a lot of failures, a lot of trials and errors. And then ultimately, if you're lucky, you're going to get a success. Then it becomes really hard on the mentality of a, of a developer, which is by default, by nature, they are a builder. You need to keep building, right? They, don't, they cannot build and scratch it and rebuild and scratch. It's very painful for most developers. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the market. Um, 
um, uh, and start with the market first. What is the market? What is the problem you're trying to serve to solve? The ability of the customer. Who's the decision maker? How easy is it to get to that decision maker before writing the first line of code? And finally, competition. Understanding the competition. It is not a zero sum game. Um, there's always places for more people that makes things better, easier, cheaper. So what is your angle? You cannot solve all of them. You cannot be better, cheaper, um, uh, and easier. You have to focus on one and that cycle, team, product, market, team, product, market. I feel like I could just take the, that snippet of, of your last answer and just that's like that's like almost like a pri primer on the uh, startup building. Like, there you go. Uh, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and I definitely align with the fact that like starting a startup is like experiments, failing, failing, failing. Oh, whoa, whoa what's that? What's that over there? And then and then exploring and, and, and winning, you know, if you're lucky. If you were to kind of look out, you know, into what you're doing, you know, if you look out 5, 10, 15, 20 years into the future, what do you see as the big vision uh, for your own company, Rich of Security? Um, and I guess in other words, what's the big vision and what direction are you rowing in with the company? Yeah, so basically, um, uh, security is something that is uh, is very close to my heart. I've been working in this field for about 14 years now. And I absolutely believe in privacy and security. And every time I see kind of like a, a cyber breach, I feel like we failed as a security community. We failed, uh, we failed, we failed. So um, I'd like to fix this problem, but I understand that developers main job and it will remain that way is to continuously ship code. My vision is to re-envision security so that it just happens for developers um, they don't need to uh, do any extra work. So envision security tools such as SaaS, DAST, et cetera, into the IDE where developers are spending most of their time and the detection and remediation happens automatically for them without them spending any effort time. I mean, this is incredible, right? You know, I mean, this is this is the dream for so many people. I guess the question for you is in order, order, in, in order to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising capital? Are you looking for customers, looking for partners? You know, how can we assist? Uh, it's all of the above, actually. So we are hiring. We're always looking for, uh, right now, we're looking for a compilers developer. Um, so if you're a compiler developer, please, please reach out to me. Uh, we're also raising a pre-seed round of financing. So um, if you're a pre-seed VC, please reach out, to, reach out to me. If you're a CTO, would love to hear your uh, feedback. Uh, right now, we're focusing on small to medium-sized technology companies that is between 10 and uh, maybe 80, 90 people. Um, so CTOs, uh, how does that fit within your uh, within your day-to-day -day operations? And if you reach out and have a conversation, that would be awesome. And then for my last question, if someone wants to dive in, get involved, invest, work with you, anything like that, how can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media, email address? How can they get in touch? Yeah, my, uh, so the website is reshiftsecurity.com, R-E-S-H-I-F-T security.com. Uh, my personal Twitter account is S-K-O-U-S-S-A, S -K -O -U -S -S -A, and my email is Sharif, S-H-E-R-I-F, at reshiftsecurity.com. So any one of those would work. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Matt. Thank you very much.